listener, and welcome to Into the Characterverse podcast. This is a podcast dedicated to providing deep dives, impressions, and reviews for specific characters out of your favorite comic books. My name is Mike, and I'm joined by... Audrey. And... Charlie. And this week, we are doing Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Just came out like two, three days ago, so... We went trying opening to be, night. Yeah, we're yeah. trying to be like current. <laughs> Look at us. <laughs> adjacent. Current adjacent. Yeah. So yeah, by yeah. the time this comes out, you guys will it'll be a week since it came out. Uh, mm-hmm. We'll do a quick uh, spoiler free review of what we were feeling here, and then we'll mm-hmm. jump into spoilers like we usually do here. So uh, let's lead off with you, Charlie. How how are you feeling about this movie? Well, uh, what do you think? Uh, I mean, no spoilers. I think it was very good. I would give it a four out of five. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like if I you know I think the first one is still sits the best for me. Uh, and then the the third this third one and then the second one but overall i thought it was a fun film it went to places other marvel films have not gone which was very interesting to see on a big True, screen yeah. uh, i think your the viewer is really in for a unique experience so <laughs> I, yep yep I, I think it's worth the watch for sure i mean i think this is a breath of fresh air for marvel i i mm. i do think this is a bright spot in what i would I would argue is a bit of a downturn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Audrey, how about you? Um, yeah, I wasn't super like I didn't have to go see it. You know, I wasn't that super duper excited to go see it, but I was glad that I did, and it was really nice to watch in theaters. And I think this is a good one to like go see in theaters. Um, I liked it. I like it was it was fun. It didn't. Like, I liked the pacing. I thought, I don't know. I just, I think they stayed true to the spirit of, like, what they established in the first and second. And it came to, like, a natural, what felt like the end of an arc. Yeah. So, yeah. I liked it. Yeah. Um, Good storytelling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One thing I want to, for any parents out there, this movie does have a little bit more gore and or body horror in it than we've seen in other Marvel movies. So uh, if you're going to take your kid to it or something like that, you know, just keep that in mind. It is, I think it's, this one's PG-13. But uh, it it is I would, I would say definitely pushing that upper end of the PG thirteen uh, spectrum there. So just just keep that in mind. Um, I, I would say this one's less fun than the other ones have been. This one takes a little bit more of a serious tone while still mm-hmm. uh, like throwing out a bunch of jokes and stuff like that. But you know it I I, I enjoyed it. It is a natural conclusion to an arc. I the the post credit stuff actually bugged me more. Than the the movie itself, I, I kind of wish they hadn't done the post credits, which we'll get into. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, I, I, three and a half, four, somewhere in that range. I would agree with Charlie that it's probably like the movies is volume one, three, and then two in the, the order I like them. So, yeah, uh, I think uh, let, let's get into some spoilers here. Let's let's just dive into it here. We're sure. we'll just do it. Okay. All right. Can I just spoilers, say something? Spoilers, spoilers. Yeah, right yeah, away. What, what you got? Okay. I think this movie would have been far better had they lopped off the last 10 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> I hated the last 10 minutes as soon as they got back to nowhere. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't know if you guys felt the same way, but I felt it was too kitschy. I mm. think I think they should have. I mean, it sounds bad, but I think a, I think a guardian should have perished. I know that sounds really harsh, but no, I agree. The stakes would have been higher and. I, that's just my yeah and i agree 100 percent with the post credit so i'm glad you said yeah it. 
I, I agree. I, I really thought one of the Guardians should have died. I, I was assuming it was going to be Quill, and I feel like that would have mm-hmm. been a good time for Quill to die. I um, agree. I Even, like, having Rock... Like, it would have been less satisfying because they went through the entire movie to, like, save Rocket, but having Rocket sacrifice himself would have made sense, too, like, there. Mm-hmm. I mean... I would have been pissed. <laughs> I would have been so angry. But, it, I mean, oh. it at least would have made sense, and then it would have, like, fallen in line with a tragedy, like, mm-hmm. where, at yeah, like, the last ten minutes in post-credit of this was, like, all right, we did all this stuff, and everyone lived anyway. Like, everyone was just fine. So mm-hmm. I don't know it, it, it. They spent the entire movie like trying to ramp up the stakes of it, and then it just immediately fell flat at the end. So I, I agree with Charlie on that. Like that's probably the biggest ding that I have for it. I don't even mind like the like dance scene or whatever at the end. Like have them having fun, have them like bonding, like, oh. people coming together. Sure, <laughs> but like I forgot, I wiped that from my brain. <laughs> but like, come on, that that it wasn't really necessary, and at that point, it's. It's just meh. So, and then, like, the the reasons for, like, breaking up. Like, I feel like they were trying to set up Mantis's reasons to leave. Like, but... She was so frustrated the whole She was frustrated, (laughs) but I feel like the actual, like, leaving didn't make a lot of sense. Quill's, like, motivation for leaving was a little, you know, a little... It was A little flat, like... Yeah, I don't know. Every... Like, everyone leaving was just a little meh. So... Anyway, okay, let's let's go ahead and get into the, this plot here. So it is rearranged to be more chronological. Um, so like, there's a bunch of there's a lot of flashbacks in this movie. We're gonna just do all of those flashbacks together just to kind of get them out of the way, so we're not jumping back and forth constantly. Um, so we're gonna start off where the movie starts off. Uh, we're in the in nowhere. Um, mm-hmm. Quill is drinking himself under the table because of Gamora's death. Uh, and he's just not having a good time. It, like it, it seems to be a pretty common occurrence that he just gets absolutely plastered, and they have to carry him home and stuff. So, uh, and then one day, uh, Adam Warlock. Uh, we we saw him previously in Guardians Two. Uh, he is a sovereign created by the High Priestess Aisha uh, in revenge for the Guardians previously stealing from her people. Uh, so, or is that is that one or two? That might have been one. I don't remember which one that was. Uh, it was a post-credit. Yeah, I can't remember which one. I feel like it was one, but maybe I'm totally wrong. Yeah, no, that's why I stopped, because I thought maybe it was one. But, all right, anyways. I didn't, okay. So, I thought Adam Warlock was a walking thesaurus. I did not get that from this iteration yeah. of him. Yeah, the, the Adam Warlock in the comics is a lot more competent. Um, <laughs> this Adam Warlock seems to be just kind of the the dumb, dumb power boy. Um which is fine, I guess. But yeah, Adam Warlock, because like, that was always his thing when he was like on Earth, like messing around with the Avengers and the X-Men and stuff like that, was he doesn't understand necessarily the customs, but he just has like a huge amount of knowledge. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Anyways, uh, so Adam uh, busts in. He overpowers most of the Guardians because um, th- they 1v1 him constantly. But... Uh, Mantis and Quill are able to kind of, you know, hold him off for a little bit until uh, Nebula can come and do her thing. But during the fight, Rocket does get seriously injured and gets shot in the chest, question mark? Um, yeah. Yeah. And uh, 
Yeah, Nebula is able to injure Adam Warlock by stabbing him through the chest, and he he do, he do do a fly away. <laughs> um, the Guardians have these magical like heal pack things. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. but they're unable to use it because uh, Rocket has like a kill switch on his heart, so the health pack trying to heal him will kill him. Yeah, because it has to get in there and do surgery, I guess. I guess. So they can't go in there and do anything either because the kill switch will also kill Rocket if they try to do anything. Um, yeah. Like, I was I was mostly fine yeah, with it's Yeah, it's a fine setup. It's, yeah. it's yeah. whatever. It's about as believable as, uh, I mean, I mean to, to a certain extent, like superhero movies, you kind of just have to have a, yeah. what is it, the suspension of disbelief to an yeah. extent? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. So they are... It, able to identify the kill switch being made by Orgo Corp. Um, and they resolve to travel to Orgo Corp uh, and their headquarters in hopes to finding the override code. Um, Nebula is able, much more useful in this movie than they she had been in the past. Dude, she's OP in this she, movie. She's pretty fucking OP in this movie. She can kind of like, ha- she's like R2-D2 mixed <laughs> with like, I don't know, the Terminator. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, Her arm is like super duper... OP. Yeah, which apparently Rocket made for her. And I was like, why don't more people have these arms? Like, what's going on here? Like, right? I feel, so I thought maybe it felt, it's... what were you going to say? Oh, I was just going to say maybe her cybernetic brain is the only brain that could control it. I don't know. Maybe. I thought anyway. it was, I thought it was nanotech. That yeah, he... that's kind of the vibe I got. But like, I was like, if it's nanotech, they should be using that way more often for way more people. I mean, truth. I think we could but... say that too about Tony. <laughs> I mean, general. that's true. That's true. That's true. But here's the thing: like, Rocket is a hundred percent one of those people that would have made like himself a nanotech like uh, backpack to, that he can just like make a rocket launcher on. Mm-hmm. Like, yes. if he had the access to being able to do that, like that's definitely a thing he could do. So the cybernetic control thing makes a little bit more sense. But yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. Anyway. Oh. So, as uh, Rocket lies unconscious, he recalls his past. Um, We get a scene of him as a baby raccoon. Uh, He gets experimented on as a test subject by the high high evolutionary, uh, a scientist who sought to embrace all animal life forms in an anthropomorphic... Wow, I can't say that. (laughs) Anthropomorphic? Wow. Anthropomorphic? Yes. Wow. Species to create uh, counter-Earth. So uh, Rocket uh, gets experimented on. He, you know, he's ouchy. He makes some friends in their cage. Um, uh, there's a otter, a walrus, and a bunny rabbit. Um, so the first shock that you'll probably see is to see how these three animals are represented. Uh, oh, specifically, yeah. oh that yes. bunny has like <laughs> spider legs and like a like I don't know saw style like contraption on her head. Yeah, the otter's missing up. her arms. The walrus is missing. Like has like like a wheel, uh, like a wheelchair. Yeah. Like. Did you catch his eyes? He had the yes, clockwork eyes, eyes were like. Oh, yeah, and his God. eyelids were like removed, so yeah. he couldn't close his eyes and stuff. It, like I said, there's more body horror in this movie than there has been in the past. Well, specifically like animal cruelty. Yes. Yeah. Which some people have stronger triggers around, which I totally understand. This, like, if that stuff bothers you, this is not the movie for yeah. you to go see. No. Yeah. So, um, it doesn't happen until later in the movie, but the otter is named uh, Lila, uh, the walrus is named Teefs, and the rabbit is named Floor. <laughs> um, they they name themselves, Rocket names himself Rocket. Uh, so, the high evolutionary, like, 
you know, grabs him out and is like showing him around and Rocket is showing a huge um, capacity for like invention and stuff like that right away. So then the high evolutionary takes him into like this chamber type thing and they are rapidly like evolving creatures, which it's not really how it works, but sure, whatever. So they're rapidly like evolving creatures and like getting them to their final form to get to like yeah the well what his idea of their final yes. form should be yes mm-hmm. but the problem is is every time they do that everyone is super aggro they just have a lot of like rage essentially mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and so they're talking about it and rocket is able to point out that there's like an issue with a filter essentially like it's not filtering to the proper levels so they're getting a extra like amount of a specific protein during the evolution process, so that's why they're going so aggro. Mm-hmm. Um, this and the way he talks about it is very cute because his grammar mm-hmm. is like child grammar. Yes, yes, it, it is very childlike uh, up until like the escape, essentially. Mm-hmm. But uh, so during the course of this, uh, the high evolutionary kind of freaks out a little bit uh, because he doesn't understand how Rocket was able to figure this out when he and none of his scientists were able to figure this out. Mm -hmm. Like, Rocket was made by the High Evolutionary, so really should only know things that the High Evolutionary, like, gave him, Mm -hmm. but was able to figure out this issue. So um, he essentially orders to removes rocket orders to remove rocket's brain and kill the rest of batch 89 which is the group of people that rocket is a part of with the his three friends um so here's here's the thing from a science from a scientific ish standpoint you don't just want to kill the thing that you made in order to study it because like you have to observe it working yes that's that's the thing it's like there, there is some knowledge to be found within, like, dissection and stuff like that, but uh, you'll get a lot more information based off of, you know, li- a, a living sample. Yeah, especially mm-hmm. for something like cognitive thought. Yes. Like, bro, you're bad at this. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Rocket's been kind of stealing little parts throughout, and he is able to make a key card, essentially, to unlock the cage for them. Um, and he, he's essentially, like... they. The, the entire time they've been dreaming about going to this new Earth and seeing the blue sky and how they'll all be free and they'll go together and then Rocket wants to fly, blah, blah, blah. Ugh. Yeah, it's it's pretty heart-wrenching. So they're going to make his, their escape because Rocket now knows that his friends are going to be killed and he's going to be, you know, well, he's going to be brain uh, killed and his brain removed. Well, uh, I feel like he suspected. Yes, yeah. The, the entire time, because he saw like people get incinerated rather quickly. Yeah, he saw that when the 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 forced evolution happened previously mm-hmm. as well. So, um, he makes the key card. They're gonna make their escape because they are not gonna be set free. They are not part of the high evolutionary's plan for counter Earth. Um, so they're they're getting ready to go. Um, and as they're going, uh, Lila gets gets shot by the high evolutionary because the high evolutionary kind of suspected that he might try to make a jailbreak. Um, so during that, um, rocket kind of rages out and goes and mauls the high evolutionary. Uh, that was great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, he does, he does some work on him. We don't actually see how much damage he does until the very end of the movie. Uh, but yes, he, he mauls the high evolutionary and some other guards bust in. And during the course of that, both, uh, floor and teeths were also killed. Um, I, I kind of got the idea that they had their, like, kill switch triggered because the High Evolutionary mentioned that they had escaped, essentially. Oh, you think the- so? Oh. I, thought, I thought they got shot by, uh, 
you Same. know, just fire, just secondary fire. Yeah. yeah. Well, so the thing was, is like the guards didn't really get any shots off on yeah, they did. on rocket, yeah. like not, not not on rocket, but, but they that, were that just my, shooting. See, yeah. I didn't really get like the the sense, but I, but the high evolutionary also like specifically calls out on the radio prior to rocket mauling him that like you know these three subjects have escaped, blah blah blah, you know. So yeah, yeah and I just thought they got shot because yeah, no, that's an interesting read on it. It's funny how you watch know. the same like, thing and you get totally different ideas. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. it, well, because I thought it made more sense to me because, like, like I said, there weren't that many stray bullets because Rocket picks up that gun and shoots those two people like immediately. Like they start yeah. shooting later after Rocket is running away, but I didn't really think they got any shots off before he shot the first two guards. It doesn't matter. Uh, either way, uh, Floor and Teefs are dead now as well, so Rocket uh, really has no reason or no one to save anymore. Yeah, he's um, angry. He's very angry, uh, and he he runs off um, and uh, he uh, steals a spaceship and he's able to fly away, uh, leaving Counter Earth. Woohoo! So we we have a pretty big time jump. We don't really know what happens after that. Um, so it's fine. So let's let's get back to a more current day thing. So in the present, they are need to break into the, this uh, Orgo Corp. So Nebula set up a meeting with some Ravengers, and a essentially Gamora is going to join the teams while they break into uh, Orgo Corp. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> which is a shell company owned by the High Evolutionary. So th- they are going to break in. That's the whole plan. Uh, during this part of the movie, I did start singing to Audrey because there's a song by uh, Space Hog, which is a pretty like narrow like group of people that knows what that is. <laughs> so Bobby, if you watch this movie, expect to hear some Space Hog. Yeah, it was funny. It was pretty funny. So they, oh, they wait, did we breeze past that Gamora is back and alive and whatever? Did that happen in a previous one and I just didn't care? Uh endgame. Yeah, uh yeah. Yep, it happened in endgame. Because oh. she was thrown off the to get the soul stone by Thanos. Yeah. Well yeah, yeah but so she like, was killed and then when all of the yeah. other Thanos people got like snapped away, she did not. Oh okay. So she survived the snap. Yes. It, but it's a different her from a different timeline. Yes. Okay, okay, okay. Yes. Evil, this is not well, the original quote, Gamora. Yeah, the air quote evil Gamora. Yeah. Oh, sh- 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 Yeah, this was the Gamora that was still working for Thanos when Thanos' army got snapped away. Mm-hmm. She just happened to stay. Um, it's never really given much of an explanation in any of the movies, including no. this one where they're just like, eh? Didn't Tony meet her at one point or something? I mean, Tony met Gamora. Yeah, yeah. maybe that's why. I mean, no. Okay. It still doesn't make I don't sense. know. <laughs> Yeah, he Tony met a bunch of other people that also got snapped away. Yeah, but so. I thought he knew she was like chill at one point. I so maybe that mm, I don't know. I don't it, know. It's really not His explained. Sub- it's fine. Tony's subconscious. <laughs> <laughs> maybe knew yeah. Zoe sold out and need, needed to come back. <laughs> yeah, so Gamora is the Gamora from Thanos, the alternate Thanos who mm-hmm. is evil. So she doesn't remember Peter. In any way, yeah. yeah. Um, her okay. dead body is still on the base of that cliff. That's fucked along up. Along with Black Widow. Yeah. Anyway, um, so they infiltrate into Orgo Corp. It's you know th- this was this, this probably cool part scene. is probably yeah it's a cool scene. It's pretty funny. Like this is probably the funniest part because like the guards look ridiculous. They have to like cut through like a a cell wall essentially, mm-hmm. and like they're so like gross. goofing and. It's so yeah, gross. it's disgusting. And Nathan <laughs> Fillion is there. Yeah. 
uh, the, the, this is probably like some of the funnier parts of the the movie as well. Like them, like you know, trying to infiltrate and joking around, and then Gamora like going off the handle and like taking hostages and stuff. And oh my god, um, I I loved how unhinged um that was presented because in movies like. I don't know. You kind of like get desensitized to people waving guns around. Yeah. And I really liked the gravity of the <laughs> situation. Yeah. That they brought to it. I was like, say, oh my God, she's unhinged. Yeah. Yeah. I would say this was my, the, I was getting belly laughs at this part. Yes. Like actual <laughs> yeah, belly laughs, was- like very funny. <laughs> you know, I, I was surprised. It's, been, it's just been a while. So it was cool. Yeah, mm-hmm, no, I, mm-hmm. this was definitely probably my favorite part of the movie was this this, this scene. Um, so they, they infiltrate, they are able to take a admin, like an administrator hostage, and they are able to retrieve Rocket's file. Um, and during the, the course of their escape, things are kind of going poorly. Um, Drax gets hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought they were going to kill Drax right here for a second, but then they don't. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it Mantis is able to, yeah, it would have they, worked. They're able to, yeah, it would have worked really well. Um, well, then they never would have talked to the Jub Jub kids. That's true. They never would have talked to the Jub Jub kids. <laughs> uh, so um, as Groot pilots the uh, the plane into the the, the bay, and then the group is able to escape essentially. So they they d- discover that uh, Rocket's code, like kills which code, had been removed. The group speculates that Thiel, one of the High Evolutionary's advisors, has downloaded it into an external memory bank installed on his head. They deduce, they, they deduce that this may be a trap, but they set out against uh, anyway against Gamora's wishes. They also get um, all of the videos of you know Rocket being experimented on and all the bad shit that happened to him. Yeah, and they're just like, why didn't they, he ever tell us? And then <laughs> it's like trauma. You don't want to go through that again. Like, yeah. But why didn't he tell us about this awful trauma? Right. <laughs> like, <PTSD. well, laughs> I think you've answered your own question. Yeah. So Aisha and Adam uh, have taken mm-hmm. out the Ravengers that were kind of near Orgo Corp. So as the group is leaving to go, you know, retrieve the, the code, Gamora makes a call to those Ravengers, who is actually now Aisha and Adam, so that Gamora just gives them her coordinates. <laughs> yeah, I was like, girl... They don't sound the same at all. Not even a little bit. <laughs> like, why? She's not even trying to mask her voice, really. No. <laughs> like, yeah. Anyways. it's So it now Adam Warlock and Aisha are following it as well. So they arrive on Counter-Earth. The team is being helped by... Uh, they arrive, and the introduction doesn't go well. Uh, Drax does peg a kid in the face with, like, a dodgeball, mm-hmm. and then they start throwing rocks at him. Um, but, yeah, uh... Groot goes full kaiju at one point, which was very funny. Like they actually said, "Go kaiju!" Like, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but yeah. Uh, so they're they're helped by a family of bat-like humanoids. Um, there's like a panda bear and like dogs and you know cats and stuff like that. It it's fun, whatever. Yeah, they're all like humanoid animal people. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a world of furries. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the the bat-like creature is able to point to the large Pretty pyramid cool. on the. Uh, surface and say that that's where the person would be like there's a bunch of people like that <laughs> so yeah uh, so Drex and the one thing Mantis, that doesn't look like uh, the others the one thing that didn't look like the others in that whole planet this huge yeah yeah, pyramid <laughs> yeah just so it's thing. like oh yeah that 
<laughs> in the middle right? of it was so funny town. too because like up to that point they never noticed it like <laughs> like they're, it's they're never one shown dumb. in frame yeah they're pretty stupid yeah. um uh probably the most relatable thing was when they had the, the the female aardvark or whatever it was uh and the you know obviously the the father figure like the the you know uh, she was like, oh, you know, letting him into the house and then giving him, giving her their <laughs> he was car, just and he yeah. was just rolling his eyes, like pissed about it. Yeah, and I was like, oh, that's, it's yeah, very funny. Right. That's pretty yeah, relatable. it was good. Uh, so Drax and Mantis are uh told to remain behind uh with the ship and Gamora and Rocket as Quill, Groot, and Nebula travel to the High Evolutionary ship. Um, on the way, they observe that the populace of Counter Earth live very imperfect lives. It's like you just know, normal stuff. Yeah, it's just normal stuff. There's still crime happening. There's still drugs happening. There's homelessness, uh, that sort of stuff. So it, it's it's not a perfect world. Like they by no means has the High Evolutionary made a perfect Earth. Um, so they, you know, make their way towards this pyramid. Uh, the part with like peter not knowing how to drive i did feel like that gag went on too long yeah and i i would think a human an earth car is not that difficult compared to a spaceship yeah yeah so i I don't know yeah anyways it's fine it's fine so they get to the higher evolutionary pyramid um and nebula is forced to wait outside because her arm is a weapon which fair enough um and groot and Quill go on inside. So Drax and uh, Mantis kind of get, you know, mm, like antsy. And they, like, Drax is like, all right, I'm going to go there. And Mantis is like, no, we're supposed to stay here. And then Drax is like, all right, I'll just drive to the ship. And she's like, okay. And then gets on the motorcycle and he takes off towards the the pyramid. So, um,. Yeah, the, the, this is probably like the the dumbest we see Mantis. Uh, <laughs> well, she's trusting. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So they uh, they go in. Obviously, Quill and them know this is a trap. Uh, going in, it's not a trap if you know it's a trap. It's yeah. a face off. Yeah, but once they're inside, <laughs> uh, they sent off War Pig, uh, one of the High Evolutionary's minions, uh, to attempt to capture Rocket. Um, they fight for a while, but it is thwarted by Gamora before uh, Adam Warlock arrives. Um, and he's angry that his uh, new pet that he got from the Ravengers um, uh, is hurt at one point. And so he does kill the, the war pig by just like ripping its head off. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, we did skip the scene where they kill the Ravengers, where <laughs> Aisha was just like, show him that we'd be mean business. And Adam Warlock just straight up disintegrates the guy. So funny. Would, and then he, he does adopt a little mm-hmm. dog-like creature. So that, that dog-like creature is a thing. Um, speaking of, actually, there's a running gag also on Nowhere uh, between, um, uh, why am I blanking, on uh, Cosmo, I, uh, and then yeah. I forget the guy's name. Um, he's one of the OG Ravagers. Yeah, he's that, one of the OG. He's yeah. the one that now has, uh, yeah, yeah. He, he has the whistle whistle arrow now and stuff like that. But uh, there, there's a running gag that he says that Cosmo is a a bad dog. Um, so there, there's a running gag that like, no, call me a good dog. Like, <laughs> and he won't. Do. And he won't do it. But we <laughs> also find out that Cosmo is a very strong telepath. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, they 
are while Quill's inside, he's debating with the High Evolutionary about his civilization. Quill points out the imperfections of his creations, and that like you know you didn't make a perfect society, like you just you just made another Earth essentially, but with people that don't have as much you know choice and whatever. Uh, being well aware of this, the High Evolutionary begins to initiate his planned destruction of the planet. Uh, signifying that this is in fact a ship and not just you know a pyramid um mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. and yeah uh and he's gonna kill all life on the planet uh so things start to explode um drax and mantis are on their way there gamora's already at the ship groot and peter are inside the ship and then Gam- uh is on the ship and then adam warlock when things start to explode tries to go back to save aisha but she gets exploded and dies oh yeah um he's badly injured he ends up on the ship right as gamora mm-hmm. starts to pilot the ship um nebula mantis and uh drax jump on to like a sub port of the ship to try to get in to save peter and groot peter and groot um do initiate their plan as they, well. Why didn't they tell anybody what their they plan was? They did not was. tell anyone what their plan was. Communicate. Come on, yeah. guys. <laughs> but, uh, so, the plan, like, as things start to go off, Peter and uh, Groot, like, have a grenade. They throw a grenade. They We get a fun little shooty scene where they go back to back and, like, spin around in circles while they shoot a bunch of people. It's fine. They're pretty, uh, a, they're a pretty good team up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, then they, they do just throw the... Mm-hmm. Um, scientists that they're looking for out the window while peter jumps out and then groot goes after making like a glider essentially while they glide to the ground <laughs> yeah and it kind of i get kind of get the impression that they killed the scientist on landing oh absolutely like it was like he's super dead and he's just underwater and then they like pry the external like solid solid state straight solid state drive off of his head mm-hmm. um <laughs> So as the mm-hmm. ship goes into orbit, uh, Nebula, Mantis, and Drax being on board, not knowing that Peter has, you know, gotten away, are kind of stuck on the outside. It's funny. <laughs> and uh, it takes a little while, but they are eventually able to break in. Uh, Ma- uh, Gamora does pilot the ship over to Groot and Quill. They go inside and they do access the hard drive now and get the, the code. Um but uh, Rocket Flatlines and has another near-death experience where he's met by Layla, Tiefs, and Floor. Uh, Layla tells him that it is not yet his time as Quill uses the overwrite code to disable the kill switch and then save Rocket's life. Yay! Yay! See, I thought they were going to kill Rocket mm-hmm. right here, too. I was like, oh. I didn't. I, they, I knew th- I've seen Harry Potter. I so yeah, too. I know. And that, that was the problem. <laughs> This is like this is too corny. Like mm-hmm. this is this is the goodbye scene for Rocket, and then it's not. No, see, for me, I was like, no, they have to let Rocket get his revenge. So I didn't think he was gonna die. Yeah. So uh, Mantis, Nebula, and Drax uh, on board now come across hundreds of uh, imprisoned like children um, in in the high evolutionary ship before being captured and placed in a chamber. So. Um, we find out here because Nebula has been discounting both Mantis and Drax. I mean, kind of rightfully uh, that Drax like knows the language of these children for s- some reason. It's never really because explained. they're idiots, yeah. and he just he knows how to talk to idiots. Yeah. So <laughs> the, the, uh, these children are you know have a different language that they don't know how to speak. Mantis doesn't know the the language either. Um, but, well, and we do see him spend time with them, like, yeah. wh- while they're all yelling at each other. 
uh, Drax is kind of in the background like, hey, kids, what's up? <laughs> yeah, so he, he's able to tell the <laughs> children to, like, stay away from, I think it was the starboard side or something yeah. like that. It's fine. Um, but uh, these children are the, like, new test subjects for his new Earth, essentially. Mm-hmm. And he the, re- the main reason he, or a big reason he wants Rocket is because Rocket was, like, the only test subject like him that could have, like, free thought and learn, where these creatures, like only know how to memorize stuff so i mean you know you're, you're starting to kind of get into like what it is it what is it to have intelligence versus what is it to have like memory mm-hmm. all that stuff um so mm-hmm. the eventually the cage we discover lowers down and there's three like big uh obelisks uh we saw them in guardians one i believe it was they're, they're the creatures that were like in the ship and they're, like they're big old creatures with big old teeth and tentacles mm-hmm. and they're really very fast scary. very scary um but mantis is able to tame and befriend them since they don't really like to he- eat humanoids or like organics they like to eat batteries so she's able to befriend them um, and escape the chamber. So Quill's group, they initiate their plan, which is uh, there's like the spaceship comes in and they split off. So there's three of them. And then as they're like going in, the high evolutionary releases like all of these swarming like pig like creatures. I don't know. There's a lot of them. Oh, yeah. It's his like. Hellspawn. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. His fancy army. Yeah, but uh, nowhere pops in, and it has a big old gun in its eye, so it does shoot the High Evolutionary ship, but is uh, swarmed by the High Evolutionary's army um, during the course of all of the stuff as well. Like, they're trying to enter, and Adam Warlock does crash into Quill and um, Gamora's ship, so their ship starts to go down. Um, so uh, Kringlin, that's his name, and Cosmo um, are kind of like you know, fighting off the people, uh, Kringlin finally, you know, gets up the courage and understanding of how to use his whistle arrow and starts killing off all of these creatures. Yeah. He just kind of like decides that he can do it. Yeah. He just kind of decides <laughs> he can do it. Um, he saw, uh, mm-hmm. what's his name? Michael Rucker. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, and he was like, I can do it. I can do it. We do find out. And then Cosmo like crushes one of the people using like two giant slabs of concrete. Mm-hmm. So we, we, we finally get the, you're a good yeah. dog mm-hmm. scene. So, um, so we get the escape scene. Um, it's save, save children, run away, kill things. Uh, there's like a hallway fight scene, mm-hmm. all this other stuff that like, um, the, the group doing the slow-mo walk and everything together, you know, it's fine, mm-hmm. but they're, the they're busted. Yeah. The money yeah. shot They're yeah. They're going, it, it's a pretty standard, like, you know, get in, get the stuff out, escape, well, bad things happen along the way. And Rocket decides that he is going to go confront um, the guy who tortured him and experimented on him. Yeah. So, yeah, which, that was important. Yeah, which, for the fair plot. enough. Uh, we haven't really talked about it, but the High Evolutionary has, like, telekinetic powers? He has gravity powers. Gravity power, yeah. sure. But he, he's able to kind of, like, yeet people around uh, pretty effectively. Mm-hmm. Um, and we... Like I said, it's there's a lot of fight, run around, groups split up and stuff like that. Like Drac and Mantis bust in with all these creatures, and they they do all of this stuff. They're, like I said, there's a cool slow mo fight in a hallway. They split up. Like some people are gonna go pilot the ship, while like the other people go get all the kids and all this stuff. Nebula stays behind. Rocket goes confront High Evolutionary, while Mantis, Drax, um, go get like the kids. Quill goes and helps them as well. It's it's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, while 
A rocket is helping escape or get people to escape. He comes across a bunch of animals in cages and stuff like that, and he wants to rescue all of these people as well, or all of these uh, life forms as well. Well, and they have a discussion that like, oh yeah, we're saving all the higher life forms, and Rocket's like, fuck that. Yeah. All of these animals deserve to yeah. live too, and I was like, yeah, that's right, they do. And he puts all the little baby raccoons on his back. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, they they do, uh, Rocket does get kind of manhandled by the High Evolutionary for a while until the rest of the Guardians show up, and they do do a tag team and uh, mess him up pretty good before um, Rocket is able to uh, kill him. Uh, Well, Rocket chooses not to. Yeah, Rocket chooses not to. Um, And they do take off his uh, face, uh, because during the whole thing, it does kind of look like he's wearing like a weird like thing around his head. Mm -hmm. But apparently Rocket did like rip off all of the skin on his face and Mm -hmm. like to the skull. And he's been using this like mask to cover it up this entire time. It's pretty fucked up. It's a pretty gory uh, little little scene. I loved it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, so they, they they are able to you know subdue him and they're uh, leave the high evolutionary to perish on his own ship. Uh, the guardians rescue the remaining animals, uh, leading them aboard to nowhere. While Cosmo uh, holds the two ships together, uh, most of like all the kids are off and stuff like that. And Cosmo finally does faint, uh, having not or not being able to hold on any longer. Um, Quill drops his you know, music player and goes back to grab it as it like separates and he jumps out into space to try to get across, but doesn't make it. Um, and Groot isn't able to save him or anything like that either. And Quill like blows up and starts to freeze to death. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And then coming out of nowhere, uh, Adam Warlock goes and grabs him and then, you know, brings him onto the ship. Um, and Quill isn't dead. Uh, somehow. I mean, uh, no. I guess his brain was still alive. I guess. I don't know. It's fine. Yeah. He no, wasn't in half, space for... Uh, what is he? Oh, yeah. He's half God He's half, he's half uh, uh, Ego. Yeah, half God, Whatever yeah. Ego was. I forget what it was, but yeah. yeah. Celestial? Yeah. No, that's not right. But um, anyways. Yeah. So, like, Adam saves Quill because the Guardian saved Adam, like, well, at the end because they, they chose him- not to kill him. Yeah, they tell him about, like, second chances and whatever. And he's like, wow, what a new concept. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway. <laughs> yeah. So, they, they do their little their little scene at Nowhere. They've they've won. Um, in the aftermath, Quill disbands the Guardians, um, bestowing ca- the Captain Ship to Rocket before leaving for Earth to reunite with his grandfather. There was, like, kind of a subplot throughout where, like, oh, he left his family behind and never decided to go back or whatever and it's like okay like sure mm-hmm. I, it, it wasn't as impact, impactful as i think they wanted it to be but that's fine um mantis embarks on a journey of self-discovery uh taking the obelisks with her um gamora re- reunites with the ravengers uh nebula and drax remain in nowhere to raise the children mm-hmm. and then like i said uh, rocket is the uh, new captain of the guardians of the galaxy mm-hmm so, Hooray. yay! And there's a dance scene. They play, they play some music. They they, they play Florence the and the Machines. The dog days are over. Yeah, do- yeah, dog days are over. Which like that was a choice, but the dancing didn't line up at no, all. No, so no, I was the, like, what, what are they actually? No. Dancing yeah, what to? are they dancing to? And why couldn't they play that song? <laughs> yeah. So um, we get a mid credit scene uh, with the new Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, with Rocket, a fully grown Groot, Cosmo, Kringlin, Adam, 
uh, Blurp and Phyla. Uh, Phyla is a character. Blurp. Blurp. Blurp is Adam Warlock's little dog creature. Oh, gotcha. Uh, oh. Yeah. So Phyla is the daughter of Marvel. Um. Uh, so like she she's also known as Quasar and Captain Marvel. What? Um. So the little girl. Yeah, I thought she was just one of the little. Yeah. Experiment people. No, so, yeah, so, so that's Phyla Vell. Um, oh. Yeah. Or at least that's what it was originally reported as. So we'll see. But, uh, yeah. So, I mean, they're that's obviously they're, they're obviously switching around her powers and stuff like that. Like, yeah. Because, like, uh, they have energy blasts and flying and all that other stuff. But, yeah. Yeah, and it looked like she was just one of the experiment kids who had some really cool tech. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I guess they're... they're I, I guess she was listed as Phyla, so I guess there's probably some speculation going on here, but maybe, huh? Um, so yeah, they they you know take on a mission of like saving a an outpost of essentially from a bunch of rampaging creatures, mm-hmm. and then we get a post post credit scene, um, with Quill reconnecting with his uh, grandfather. I guess that kind of happened at the end of the movie. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, but the post credit is them like hanging out. Uh, he's like eating a bowl of cereal, talking about like mowing the lawn, and then like why doesn't his son do it? And his son like you know, uh, the grandpa says, "Don't even get me yeah, started." Don't even get he's me like, started well, now on. I want to know. <laughs> yeah. I I liked that. I thought that was funny. Yeah. So yeah. I don't like hearing people eat. No, I don't like, like hearing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> and it was one of those things where it's just like. He had, he reunited, and then then they said that like Star Lord will return. And I was like, come on, like just let him let yeah. it, let him be done. Yeah, like I, it, he's oh, had a good he arc. Needs more money. Yeah, he's had a good arc. Let's be done with this. So, yeah, but whatever. No, yeah, he needs more money. <laughs> Go do a different movie series. So yeah, um, uh, thoughts, things you guys wanted to touch on that I kind of skimmed over, other things, uh, Easter eggs that you saw, anything uh, like that. Howard the Duck was there. Howard the Duck was there, yep. Yep. Yeah. I like Cosmo. Yeah. Big fan of Cosmo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we love Cosmo. Cosmo's mm-hmm. great. Very uh, good girl. Very good dog. Very good dog. Um, I... I liked the anti-animal cruelty message. Yeah. That was fine. <laughs> it was heavy-handed, but it was fine. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, some of them were... It, it was pretty rough in there. Um, yeah, it was It was a lot of animal torture. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like... Big theme. Yeah, even showing, like, rocket scars and stuff, that made me feel icky. Because I don't like... I, I just don't like that... <laughs> I don't like animals that have been through stuff. Yeah. Like, I don't like that they have been through stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not that I... Oof, sh- yeah. Shouldn't. Shouldn't <laughs> have saw Poppy three weeks ago. Oh, poor baby. Yeah. How's she doing? No, she's fine. Okay. She had a big gnarly cut, you know, yeah. with the stitches. Poor thing. Yeah, see, yeah. that would make my tummy uncomfy. I didn't like looking at it, no. Yeah. <laughs> um... Uh, oh, uh, the just, the song. I can't get over the last ten minutes. Yeah, I can't get over the last ten minutes. I just can't, and I wish I could. Yeah, but I, it could have been a perfect, almost perfect movie mm-hmm. from James Gunn. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yep. They should have just <laughs> they should have fixed the end, and that would have been fine. Oh, um, when they go to Counter Earth and they go inside the Bat People's house, yeah, the song that plays is a Hatsune Miku's, Miku song, <laughs> and uh, it's great. Oh, uh, th- that's been one Easter egg that's been floating around. Um, it's it's actually from 
an anime about the famous composers being reincarnated as like magical girls. So like Bach is a huh. magical girl. <laughs> um, it's very funny. It's interesting. It's it's something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one thing I thought was kind of funny in this, uh, Star Lord does take the responsibility for Thanos' snap. Like he, he like while he's talking, he does talk about how he lost control and was directly responsible for for him being able to uh, do that. Oh, well, so that's it's not wrong. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad that he owned up to it. I guess. Yeah, uh, they also did use uh, the MCU's first uh, fuck in, in oh. there. <laughs> that was really good. I liked that. That was well placed. Yeah, it yeah. was good. Just get in the fucking car. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I did like the writing. I mean, I did laugh a lot. Yeah. So I can't get too crazy about it. Yeah, James Gunn is just great, right? I mean, The Suicide Squad was a pretty pretty good movie. Uh, uh, Peacemaker was incredible. Oh, yeah. I mean, it is a real... It's a real tragedy that he's going to DC. I mean, maybe not. Maybe DC is well, going to be great. But, they, they fired uh, him. It's a, <laughs> so... <laughs> Like it makes sense Ooh. to me that he's they fired James Gunn. They brought him back already. Yeah, already. Well, no, no, no. The Marvel did. Yeah, they brought him back. Yeah, I know, but like, I mean, I, it makes sense to me, like that he would leave. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Because any he's a good writer. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know. I just feel like these movies are getting a little too formulaic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, th- this one was definitely like a, a fresh of a uh, breath of fresh air and like. The, the style and stuff like that. Guardians has always been good for mixing it up because they are definitely the wa- wacky, weird stuff for a lot of Marvel. Yeah. Um, and they're, they're willing to take a few more risks with it, which is always nice, um, which is why I don't understand all of the hate that Quantumania had. I was like, this is just like Guardians, but small. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know. It's fine. Uh, but yeah, I, I, yeah, it, they did a, they did a good job with this one. I, I enjoyed it a lot. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, I yeah. liked that it was still colorful. It could have been more colorful, but that's yeah. fine. Yeah. Um, I did not like the flesh planet. No, the flesh that planet was, was weird. Terrible to me. What? Like, well, I no, no. I, I didn't. Here's the thing. It was just so gross. It was. It was a good choice. <laughs> um, everything looked like piss inside, though, and I was <laughs> like, no, 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 no. That's fair. Yeah, yeah, that's true. All the liquids that were like a weird fair. yellow color, and mm-hmm. like, yeah, there's there a lot of squishing noises and stuff oh, like God. that. Yeah, it was rough. <laughs> um, loved Nathan Fillion. Um, oh, I liked the part where Quill was trying to, you know, relate or flirt his way to success with yeah. that manager, and then, um, you, like he he got what he wanted, and then it, and then he was like, "I'm not that stupid." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I told you she liked me. <laughs> It was fun. No, there was a lot of good stuff. Um, I I thought it was a it was a good movie. I liked most of the ending. I feel like Quill should have died, and um, maybe Drax. <laughs> I I like that Drax was alive. I like that he was alive, but like I, if I, he had sacrificed himself to save the children, that would have been fine to me. You yeah. know the the bait and switch that they yeah. did with a couple of these characters was a little annoying because they do it with Drax and Rocket and Quill. So I don't know. Yeah, it's um, fine. At least they finished all their arcs to that's extent. True. That's yeah. true. Yeah, they didn't really ignore one of them. Yeah, I would have. I, mean, I mean, obviously they didn't spend the most time on you know Mantis or whatever or Drax, but I feel like they got to him. Yeah, you know, they, they, they didn't did just get to him. leave him by the wayside. Uh, Nebula mm-hmm. definitely had a much bigger role in this movie than she has in the past. She did. I still wasn't like sure how. 
like, I couldn't decide what they were trying to do with her character, you know? Yeah. So, like, she was doing more stuff, but for me, it was kind of like, I don't know, they didn't really give her growth. Yeah, the thing with her is, like, she's always been, like, the reluctant team member, but she's still the team mm-hmm. member, and they've, like, had her like that for a while now. So, like, it kind of felt like they were trying to do that arc where, like, she's, oh, she's finally recognizing her team members, like, skills and stuff like that. But, like, that's already a thing she's done in past movies, so they just kind of, re like, rehashed a previous arc of hers. So, yeah, it was fine. I, I kind of thought they were going to make a romance happen between Quill and Nebula. That was pretty and, funny. But... And I, I would, that would have been fine. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Would have been weird. It would have been weird. Fine. Yeah. All right. Any other thoughts? Uh, talk yourself out of your original rating. Audrey, I don't think you gave a, a r- oh, first rating. no, I didn't. I would say a four out of five. Four out of five? Yeah. Charlie, you still had a four out of five? Yeah, I think I think I'm sticking with that. I think it's fair. Yeah. I, like I said, I, I, I'm still hovering between like the, the 3.5 to 4. So. Valid. Yeah, I think I'll go three point five just because of uh, the way it ended, and I was annoyed by a if few they small had stuff. But... Cut out the <laughs> dance scene. Okay, the dance scene and them talking about leaving at the end. I thought yeah. that scene was badly done. Yeah, but I, yeah. I I know they would need a concise scene to like cut to for a future movie. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I was just like, oh my yeah. god, we don't need this. No. So. All right. Well, if you like what we do here, uh, we do have the Linktree link down below. That goes to all of our socials. We do have the Patreon as well. Uh, listen next week, I believe it will be releasing for a Patreon episode where we have one of our Patreons on. Uh, we're Ooh. doing Hellboy. So that's very exciting. Um, and uh, yeah, just check all of that out. Uh, review. Be a friend. Tell a friend. Uh, but for this week, I've been Mike. I've been that weird squishy stuff that comes up after you pick a scab. <laughs> Uh, I've been good boy. Yay! <laughs> Thank you for joining us. Talk to you next time. <laughs>